Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. We continue, my family, with great sounds of music here on Radio Pulpit. That is uh, the sound of the amazing Helen Baylor with all of me. We certainly will catch up with that sound a bit later here on the program. But right now, I'd like us to welcome on the line the Competition Commission. And we're joined by Senior Analyst in Advocacy uh, from the Commission, Mr. C. Tabi Sobutelezi, uh, who joins us this afternoon uh, for insights, my family, into the work of the commission around the cost of uniform, uh, Mr. C. Uh, rather. Good afternoon and welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you, and, and good afternoon to your listeners. Yeah, so it is your first time here on Radio Pulpit, yeah? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's called your debut, okay? It's a debut. Let's welcome you. We've got a little tradition that we do uh, to welcome okay. our very first time uh, contributors to the program. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so is Tabi. So, we have been <clears throat> looking at, uh, or rather following, uh, the growing mm-hmm. uh, concerns around the cost of uniform by parents and other stakeholders within that space. Talk to us a little bit more, firstly, about the work that the Commission does in general and some of the work that you have done with regards to this particular area. Okay. So, so the commission uh, in general let me start with the general part yeah. uh, so it has two arms in terms of the act the mm-hmm. competition act mm-hmm. uh, we have two arms uh, two tools that we use uh, as a commission so which is enforcement mm-hmm. and advocacy right uh, so enforcement speaks to when we prosecute when mm. we go to court and we issue summons uh, we prosecute you to say you have infringed on the law mm. uh, and and then we'll take you to court and we issue fines and things like that. Mm. The advocacy arm speaks to us trying to negotiate with stakeholders and speaking to them to promote compliance with the act. Mm. Mm. Uh, so 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 we don't we're not prosecuting you here. We speak to you, we negotiate, we sign agreements, we sign MOUs agree that you will comply so that you comply with the act mm. without us prosecuting you so in in as far as school uniform is concerned it is handled by the advocacy division mm. so what we've been doing is that we received several complaints from parents and service providers to say look the school uniform prices are so high mm. uh, and and this is not a new thing because i think in 2006 the minister of education it was um Naledi panda at that time yeah. issued gui- issued national guidelines that actually she identified that the cost of school uniform was prohibiting some learners from learning mm. so that issue was already identified at that time we also received complaints and then we decided to take a position that let us negotiate with schools one let's issue guidelines uh, negotiate with schools mm. uh, and and let's sign agreements that they will comply with that so many of them have been complying after we sign agreement in fact they agree that they will comply with that but that's where the issue of school uniform is handled at the moment it's right. handled at advocacy uh, because we're trying to promote compliance with the act that is fantastic so if then you are telling me that it is handled only at at, at advocacy level does this then mean that there are no grounds for the co- for the commission to investigate um uh any irregularities with regards to cost <laughs> 
so so even even though i'm saying it's it's being handed at, at advocates mm. so if, if if complaints come to us we will investigate we allocate investigators and we investigate these uh, complaints mm. uh, what what we then do uh at advocacy we then send it to other divisions who right. then deal with enforcement mm. but with school uniform we have not been sending that we have not been sending these to other divisions for enforcement mm. and pro- pro- primarily because schools are institutions of public learning right they are main their main <laughs> concern should be teaching and learning. Mm. So we keep them here at Advocacy and then we write agreements, right, to say, let us go to this school. So if mm. we invite a certain school, we'll go to, we, we normally go to those schools, in fact. Mm. And, and and we speak to them, say, look, we've received a complaint about you, you are infringing on, on, on the act by doing this and this and this and this. Can we agree that going forward, these are the guidelines. Did you know about the? In most cases, you find the school didn't even know about the guidelines, and that's what we are observing as well. Uh, so, so, so we then negotiate with those schools, and in most cases, they are great to say, look, we, because they, they, they are aware that the next leg then is prosecution. Right. Right. So, so they are aware of that. That mm. if, if then they continue to infringe on the act then the next leg is prosecution. So we we don't want to get there at this point. But I mean, I just want to stay on that, uh, Mr. Botelezi. When you say prosecution, that would apply to a school and not to the market. I think for me, the real concern here is, 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 for example, taking two steps back. The Mm. reason I would, for example expect the commission to start looking into the market around the cost of uniform is because as part of all schools the rules and regulations say the child must be presentable so much that when the child is not presentable in the prescribed school uniform it calls for one or another level of disciplinary so, so if if then the market is not going to be regulated, or at least the the commission and other bodies, uh, statutory bodies in place that are supposed to play watchdog over the prices of the market, how then do we ensure that all children? present themselves equally as relates to the requirements of uh, uh, their appearance according to the school's uh, rules and regulation. How then do we manage that? Mm. So so let me just explain how how the prices that parents see. So let's say when you go out and you buy a school uniform, how do they come to being in the first place? Mm. So so one our, our observation is that uh, schools are not making so when they are signing its exclusive agreements. Okay. Right. So schools are signing exclusive agreements with one either suppliers or retailers. Mm. So they will say the because a retailer cannot just you, you can't just supply uniform without an agreement with the school because the school Correct. has to direct learners to say you can go to this supply. You can go. So then learners need to be aware. Mm. So it's these agreements between schools and, and suppliers. And the school will be aware of the price that is charged by this supplier or a retailer. The school mm-hmm. will be aware. Mm-hmm. So what on our side to control the prices that people see on the market? Right. We need to go back to these agreements. That's what we've been doing as a regulator to say, one, 
you need to make your uniform as generic as possible okay. so that any sub many suppliers will be able to do because if you what what schools are doing is that they're making their uniform very specific and very specialized so that only specific and it makes it suppliers so that only supply. is yeah. Yeah. so that only very few suppliers right sorry mm. that is a competition infringement yes Yes. It, it so that's does, the first yeah. thing. And when we did say that you can't do that. So all these pages, a lot of pages that you will find mm. uh, to make sure that a uniform is, is very specialized, it becomes difficult. We also said that so, so schools should appoint preferably more than one supplier, right. more than one supplier. Mm. Right. You can't uh, you can't have just one supplier unless unless there are reasons and there are rational. In some cases, you find that it's a very small school. Uh, and then in terms of economies of scope or in economies of scale, mm. it becomes difficult then for, 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 for many suppliers to enter that market. Mm-hmm. So we understand that there are reasons that are given to us. Three, we also say that the, the duration of these contracts should be limited to three to five years. We find that the same supplier has been supplying the school for more than 10 years. For generations. Uh, for generations, <laughs> yes. And, yes. And and again, there is a strategy to limit access mm. you know, for others to enter the market. Mm. So you find that other parents have... Uh, and, and we find these problems in some of these former, what they call former model C schools. Yes. New parents have come in, uh, parents have come in who are able to supply the same type of school uniform. Mm. And they're finding that there's a contract in place that was signed 10 years ago and they're unable to enter that market. So we also, our role also as a commission is to open up the market Mm. and make sure that SMEs, uh, young entrepreneurs are able to enter the market and provide their services. Mm, mm, So let me then ask a rather direct question, uh, Mm. uh, Mr. Butelezi. Why is the commission not crossing over um, to investigating some of the repeating um, or rather the repeated actions of some of the schools, you know, is there not enough pull of evidence for the commission to then sort of investigate so that we can start issuing decrees that are that can be uh, uh, um, that can be deemed criminal if schools um, do not mm. comply with mm. are we not there yeah. yet uh, as i said i think at at this point uh, ayanda we 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 really want to give schools an opportunity mm. uh in in it's it's been it's i'm not sure if there has we have had any cases where in fact we go to a school for a third time mm. uh, someone might infringe a second time but okay. definitely for the third time they will comply that's what we've had in terms of uh, so far mm. so we we haven't had a repeated and, and, and direct so even the bigger private schools in fact mm. um, We've got agreements with them, uh, the ones that are known and very known schools. We've got agreements with them because we've they've agreed. Mm. They are aware that conduct such as this is infringement mm. on, on the act, and therefore. But our, our our position still is that schools, if we were to prosecute schools, in most cases legal fees are paid through the schools, and it may directly or indirectly affect consumers who are learners. Uh, through school fees. Right. So I think we are also aware that schools in their main role is mm. teaching and learning. Mm. And we really we really are trying to give them uh, more leeway to, 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 to make sure that we get as maximum reach as possible. Mm. We've actually started engaging with uh, the provincial departments 
in all provinces. So mm. we're there in the Eastern Cape, we're there in Pumalanga and all the other provinces as well mm. to speak so that they give us a platform that we speak to these schools mm. uh, so that we create more awareness, one. Uh, but also we are trying to come up with ways on how to see whether we can monitor using the current departments as well that, that are already there. So sure. to see how we can monitor these activities as mm. well. But, but 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 in the main, I think we were really trying to give schools as much opportunity as possible. No, I understand. Look, I, I really want to commend the commission for that, because, you know, as as little interaction you know or or interference with schooling as possible you know is exactly mm. the kind of environment that we want for our children mm. but here's for me whilst i commend that um here's my observation is that in fact if the competition commission amongst many other watchdog um, uh, bodies in the industry in mm. that space if then we are going to be as lenient as possible i don't and i don't know i don't have the answer to where the balance is uh, as tabile mm. but mm. if we are going to be lenient right let's also understand that this issue of the cost of uniform is indirectly shutting out a huge uh, 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 portion of people that would typically be able to take their school, their children to certain schools, but because they absolutely cannot afford the cost of uniform, then they decide, you know what, this is way beyond what I can afford. Mm, mm, mm. Are you are you hearing? Look, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I I, I agree with you that yeah. perhaps there is a balance, and and that's why. When a case comes to us, in fact, we really investigated to we allocated to investigators, and mm-hmm. we see that what what kind of infringement is this, and we go to these schools. In most cases, we go to them, and and we speak to them to say, look, this is the investigation. We've got this, and we've got this evidence. We can actually prosecute you, uh, but in this case, we want to uh, we want to state that mm-hmm. let us sign this agreement. And, and 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 see to what extent then we but as i said i want to repeat this Anna, that mm. in most cases we've had very good compliance once sure. it's an issue there's an issue of awareness as well yeah that needs to be done a lot that needs to be done and that's what advocacy is also doing. We've, that's why we decided to go around mm. department so that everyone is aware uh, but but we haven't had deliberate you know uh, <laughs> Uh, avoidance of the rules where someone is aware now and they've spoken to us and they know that in fact there are these complaints but they continue with the behavior mm-hmm. just in terms of healthy competition uh, as tablet before we let you go what would that look like uh, within a sector and in this case um, around the supply of uniforms so for example let me go to the example that i tried to make when we we're having this conversation of air uh, where mm. i was making an example of a certain supplier in uh, the gramstown makanda region right where i went mm. to school mm. so there's one mm. supplier in that like <laughs> everybody knows and the minute you come from that place you know there's one supplier in fact that supplier goes as far as supplying uh, even graduation um, uh, attire to the broader eastern cape um, uh, region right mm. so if you your child goes to any of the former model c's private schools in that region that is there is one supplier that can supply that school uniform 
Okay, I'm mm. making it's an example, mm. right? And then yes, you have, yes. and then you have other than um, uh, 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 retail stores, you know, that then supply your generic grays and whites and all of that, right? Mm. So the question that I have is that in a certain area jurisdiction, what would healthy competition look like? Yeah, you see, it's a, it's a bit um, difficult yeah. because obviously, as you say. It, it, if I were to compare Gramstown versus uh, Johannesburg, yes. I mean, in Johannesburg, you, you've got more economic activity and you are likely to find more suppliers. Right. Um, but one for us, when we look at a complaint and we look at, and, and someone is alleging mm. that they could only find one supplier, mm. we then look at the specifications that you issued. Right. When 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 you invited people to come and supply, right? Mm, mm, mm. And and in most cases, I can tell you that the the trick is in the specifications. How you are making those specifications difficult? So even even with um, sure. we we are currently the issue that you are linked. It's interesting that you're linking with graduation counts because we are also <laughs> dealing with issues like that, right? In the commission yes. and. And and we are negotiating that we need to come up with specifications that allow right that allow other the stakeholders the influx of other suppliers. So yes, so it's, it's it's an issue for me. It's an issue of specifications and making sure that uh, specifications can also be used to deter others from entering the market. And that's why we, we every time when we are told that there's only one supplier can do this, then we always look at the specifications mm. to see to what extent are these specifications making it difficult for others to enter. And that's why the Department of Education issued guidelines to say, let's make this as generic as possible. Look, let me ask a rather social question, okay? You you can yes. you can choose not to answer it because this is probably outside of your scope and I understand. Have you done any sort of uh, social study around the relevance of some of these uh, artifacts, you know, in uniform? So, for example, you will find other schools, you know, having a cap or you find other schools using brown shoes. Like you find other schools, (laughs) you know, having a specific type of uh, Mm. uh, uh, addition to a blazer. You know, look, I Mm. understand. I know the culture. I get it. But have you found any uh, educational value, really, uh, to to these type of artifacts? Because, quite frankly, uh, as, as, if we had to look at it, some of the specification that you're referring to is indeed the capacity of suppliers to provide some of these artifacts. Mm, 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 yeah. Look, uh, from from our side, definitely, <laughs> we, we haven't uh, looked at um, the the you know the the intrinsic value in fact yeah. let me put it that way yeah. of of yeah. some of these these items uh and yeah but but i i i do think that uh if if not um if not kept in check mm. they they might be used in fact uh, you know specifically yeah, to to make it too specialized right could be used at some point. I'm mm. not saying in most cases it is, but I'm saying that there is that potential and there is that door mm. that uh, you could make it very difficult. Uh, let me make an example with photography services at universities. <laughs> if you're going to make it very specialized, 
yes. yeah, then you are going to have a problem that uh, a lot of stakeholders would not be able to, uh, you know, to, 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 to provide this capacity. They won't right. have capacity. No, absolutely. It, it's, it's the case with any other tender, in fact. Yes. Uh, any other tender that you issue, if you make it too specialized, then you indirectly deter, you can deter a lot of uh, participants. And you know, I'm laughing uh, when 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 as Tabila because I look there's um there's a bit of hypocrisy, you know, when it comes to um, suppliers, mm. you know, because we grew up with a certain supplier taking our pictures at school and a certain mm. supplier supplying our uniform. If I take my child to the same school, guess what? I am going to want the same supplier same to take my child. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, so yeah. that's why I'm laughing because I realize, you know, the, the, there's such an, a, um, a, a, a richly established culture, yes, you know, yes, of yes, preference yes. that is that is engrafted in us so much that we don't question the things that we ought to be questioning as time goes on. You know what I mean? Mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So, it, yes. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah. So, no. Thank you so much for your time. Um, and uh, uh, perhaps just your last word as the commission uh, to all the participants and uh, the players in the school uniform supply market. Uh, yeah. I think. I think maybe the the message should be mainly to to parents right yeah. mainly to parents and service providers mm. uh, who who think they can uh, if you do believe that you can supply a certain school and you are unable to um i mean if you observe a few things one if you observe that it's been the same supply in that mm. school for many years uh, you observe that the prices are extremely high whether you're a parent or a service provider uh, please do write to us that's fantastic uh, please do write to us i think that's the last message that i can mm. give you can go to our website uh the if you go to our website www.comcom.co.za mm. uh, you can download what we call a cc1 form mm-hmm. and, and and write your complaint there we also have a whatsapp number mm-hmm. uh, where you can send us a whatsapp and write your just briefly your complaint mm. uh, the number is 084 743 mm-hmm. uh, 0000 so it's 084 743 mm-hmm. 0000 that's our whatsapp number that is or you can send us an email sorry lastly on mm-hmm. ccsa mm-hmm. at comcom.co.za ccsa at comcom.co.za. No, that's absolutely wonderful. Sabile, we've enjoyed this conversation. It's exactly what we were looking forward to. Um, and thank you so much uh, for the work that the commission is doing. Um, I quite want to applaud and commend the approach that you've taken. Uh, social um, uh, uh, systems and social uh, services should uh, really you know, be supported with as little disruption as possible. So I quite commend that approach, but I do look forward to action when and when and if the time uh, sort of progresses and there's a need. Uh, we certainly do expect to see a little bit more action then from the commission. Okay. No, thank you so much, and thanks a lot. See, Tabile Butelezi, my family, joining us uh, here on the line uh, from the Commission. Uh, he is Senior Analyst uh, for Advocacy at the Competition Commission. Uh, that conversation certainly will be podcast, radiopulpit.co.za, on uh, uh, the... Uh, um on our uh, um, 
website. Please do have a look at that. And uh, please do be sure to share it with uh, a parent or two in case you're a parent and you're just tuning in. And uh, certainly this, um, if this is an area of interest for you. It's now three minutes after two. Let's cross over to the good news uh, bulletin at the top of the hour. The words of the Lord are words of life. Your heart is on 657 AM. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.